Welcome to Freelance Sucks. Here we discuss the dark side of freelancing about which nobody usually talks out loud. In this show, we speak with experienced freelancers, and I'm sure listening to their stories helps you prepare for freelancers' challenges. My name is Yuri. I'm a community builder at Code Control and 9am.works, and my guest is Balaj Beresh, a senior software engineer with more than eight years of experience in software development and almost half of this time as a freelancer. So, welcome, Balaj. Hey, hey, hi. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm here. So, super happy to talk to you. And the first question for you, what is the most challenging part of being a freelancer? I will be honest, I I can't complain. Uh, <laughs> as you said, I have more than eight years of professional experience in software development. I've been working remotely for more than five years. So mm. I started to work remotely before the COVID period. Uh, I really like to work like this, but as let's say an example, I have a few friends who uh, have, hate to work from home. Basically, that's uh, I don't know why, but maybe uh, yes, um, it can be hard to work from home if you don't have a good setup or you don't have yeah. a separate office space. Uh, to work, I don't know, you you are working in a room where everybody can, I don't know, do whatever. And in that way, I think it's hard to work. Um, or simply, I have a few friends also who just hate this thing to work from home. They, they really need to work, uh, I don't know, in, in an office space uh, to be with the colleagues. For, for me, it's, it's not the case. And uh, I really like to work remotely um, and to work with international teams. And in this way, for me at least, I can learn so much. And, and I really like this. And why do you like so much working from home? Uh, I have freedom uh, with this. Uh, it, mm. I, I really believe that it does not matter uh, when you are working, it's only just the result what matters. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are working, if you are going to an office, then let's say you are arriving at nine and you will stay there at five or six. And after that you left and it's closed. But maybe you will finish your work in, I don't know, in three hours or four hours. Then you still need to be in the office environment and you are just there and you will get, I don't know, more work, which is maybe not the best thing uh, to reward uh, good developers. But uh, in other way, uh, I, I'm not really believing in work-life balance uh, because let's say I'm working on, on a task it does not matter that after five o'clock I will close my mind and I won't ever think about that task. Even if I don't know, I'm watching uh, uh, the TV or, or whatever, reading uh, some articles, maybe it will pop up something that, hey, this is how I should fix that thing. So, and, and maybe if I have the possibility and I'm home, I can go right away to my computer and do it. And only the effort and, and the, the result what uh, matters and not that you need to stay in a certain place in order to do something. I don't believe in yeah. this. I have a lot of conversation with remote freelancers who are working from home and sometimes they say that it's hard to stay motivated so they need to go and talk to other people. So I wonder how do you motivate yourself? 
if you have goals and the purpose, uh, I don't think that motivation will do anything with it. Uh, I, yeah, of course you have, you will have uh, good and bad days. I mean, everybody has uh, something like that. Mm. But uh, I think uh, if you know what is your goal, what you are, why are you, are you doing what you are doing? And if you enjoy what you are doing, I don't think that you should be motivated. If you don't like what you are doing, of course, you should be motivated because otherwise it's not going to be <laughs> good for you. But for me, I, I don't need an uh, external source to be uh, somebody, I don't know, there that, hey, you are great or uh, you should do this and you, I don't know. I, I don't believe in this. If you, if you have a purpose, if you have a goal, then it, it doesn't matter. At least this yeah, it's a really good moment when you like what you do, when you love what you do, you don't need an external source of motivation because it's deep inside. Exactly. And except for work itself, what is the most time consuming thing you must deal with as a freelancer? I already think, uh, thought of, of one thing. Uh, I would say the most time consuming, but also for me, the most annoying thing in in general uh, is the recruiter and headhunter tactics. I mean, so many times I receive a message with a job description. Of course, quite a lot of time the GD is also bad, uh, but whatever. So I get a message without any budget range. I need to ask the budget. He, she says that we don't have any kind of budget. And then mm -hmm. ask my daily rate. Then I'm saying, what is my daily rate? And after that, I get a message that my rate is over their budget. <laughs> it's so fun. This is so stupid, in my opinion. You have a role, then please save your time and also my time by saying, what is your budget range? That would be it. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I feel like recruiters also trying to save some kind of budget because in they want to hire the best person for the lowest amount possible. Exactly. And it's always this game, you know, of how to how I wonder, like, from your perspective, what is the what is the solution for this, you know, kind of like recruiter talent game? I, I be honest, I, I could not find any kind of good solution for this. I'm basically asking what is your budget and, and sometimes I get an answer, but, but most of the time, again, this is a tactic for them, uh, as you said, to, to earn more uh, based on, on our job. But I, I think this is bad. It, it, saves, it would save so much time uh, for us and for them to already know. I'm not asking an exact number, but at least to have a range that I yeah. don't know, it will, it will be really, really helpful, I think. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I totally understand. I'm, I'm sometimes thinking about like, what's the point of hourly rate? Because the more experience you are getting, the faster you can do the stuff and you don't really need to have an hourly rate. You just want to hear a budget and you want to know the task. And then you understand like, can I, fit my knowledge into your budget and into your time and then exactly. like we we receive the great ah anyway i i hope that one day it will be sold <laughs> we'll see but anyway the second the next question like what is the most nerve consuming thing you must deal with as a freelancer mm, nerve consuming um 
I think in every project there are some good and bad moments. And of course, I'm trying to have only just good days, but it's not gonna always be like that. Uh, there, there can be times when when the requirements are not the best, or you will receive some legacy bug that you need to fix, and <laughs> mm. that's that's not fun. Uh, but in the end, I'm. My my job is to help the client, so that's why I'm going to do. So that's my job. That's why I'm I'm in that project to help the client and to help the project. Sometimes clients, you know, don't want to have a conversation with a freelancer. They just we need to do this, and even if freelancer tell them like, no, it's the wrong way. You it it would be better to do this and this way, and they like. No, we still need to do this. So if you have some such kind of uh, situations, what is your, like, wh what do you do in this case? Um, you said that if it's, it happens, uh, it already happened quite a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my short answer is that uh, the final answer is from the client. I mean, it's his project, uh, he's the decision maker, but as I said previously, I am there to help him. So, uh, it, in in whatever takes, in in whatever, uh, however I can, I am there to help him. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it already happened quite a few times that the client really wanted, for example, yeah, uh, the client wanted a really really great feature. It was great, but I saw that this is not user friendly. So I raised an issue proactively that, hey, this is not the best. I, I'm working with that part of the application. I already know that it's, it's not going to be user friendly. I'm using it daily. I know that it's not going to be OK. But yeah, the client said that, no, this is how I want. Of course, we implemented it. It turned out that it's not good. Then again, the client wanted a change. Again, we raised an issue that, hey, this is still not the best thing. How then again, of course, the client work was the last thing. So again, we have to implement it. So in the end, long story short, uh, three times, three times we implemented the same thing. Uh, and yeah, in the end, <laughs> we ended up with, with our version. And yeah, I'm not saying saying that uh, the developers are always right or something like that. But um, I think the overall takeaway regarding this is that your job as a developer, it's not just to code uh, regardless what are the requirements. Your job is to help the client, to help the project and be proactive and do whatever it takes in order uh, for the success of the project. Yeah. So basically, you know, sometimes I believe because of being stubborn, clients are still paying three times or four times more than they had. So uh, do you think there is a way out of this situation, like from a freelancer side? Do you think that freelancer can somehow influence a client, even though they are still, you know, like very, very stubborn? Uh, as I said, I think if you are proactive and the client sees that, hey, you, you really want uh, the success of the project, uh, then that's all what you can do. Uh, I'm not there to fight with the client. I'm there to help. And yeah, exactly. uh, if the, the client sees this, I think you can have a really good collaboration with the client. Because 
in other cases also yeah the client listened to me and it says that hey this is a really good idea let's change in that way or i was involved in architectural uh, designing or or user interface uh, a lot of discussions where we implemented really uh, the uh, requirements for the application in order to be uh, in order to create something great so if if the client sees that uh, you really care about the project then you will be involved in this kind of uh, discussions yeah got it and as a freelancer do you ever feel professional loneliness my short answer is no um the life itself is quite complex uh there are so many things that you can do with your life but you need to chase to work on it uh you need to make an effort to have a life besides work as i i said previously that i don't believe in uh work-life balance of course i don't believe it but still you need to do other stuff uh than work and basically no one will knock on your do door all day long if you never answer it so uh, my tip regarding this um, do some stuff uh, just do it travel or do some networking be an interesting person and everything should be okay after a while exactly and if your friend wanted to become a freelancer what are top three things you'd advise them to consider before doing it uh, just don't do it. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> just kidding. Um, in, in order to be a successful freelancer, uh, you need quite a few skills. Um, my first tip would be, if you are working in a corporation, uh, try to convince your boss in order to work remotely. So you will mm. see how you can handle communication, uh, problem solving, uh, maybe your colleagues also are in different time zones and so on. And, and yeah, you will learn a lot of things uh, if you are starting to work remotely. Uh, my second tip, and this is, I am not saying which one is the most important, but yeah, my second tip would be that you should be a great seller. Uh, mm. Because if you don't have any project, then you can't blame anyone anymore it's your job to find a new project a new client and if you can't sell yourself well it's going to be hard really really hard and yeah yeah you don't want that and uh, my last let's say last and third tip uh would be to be great in your field uh i had colleagues who somehow saw themselves as great developers uh, and yeah the other one was some QA lead something but after two weeks a month they were fired mm. so you can trick somebody with your sales skills but the truth will be seen and just a quick note uh, regarding this if you are fired after two weeks or something like that most probably based on your contract you can't, uh, won't get any kind of payments. So, yeah, you should be great in your field in order to, to I don't know, to solve the client's problem. You, you should not trick anybody with, I don't know, interviews. You should not lie. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, Bawash, I wish to have the sky is the limit, but time is the limit. So the final question, if you were starting freelancing today, what is one thing you would have done differently? Differently? Um, I think there is always a learning curve. Uh, so you are learning things along the way. And uh, I'm not saying that you will have maybe, yeah, for some it will be times that uh, they regret and they would do uh, differently. Uh, I would emphasize for me uh, and what I would do better maybe uh, to learn more about marketing myself, to learn, as I said, uh, my second tip uh, to be a better seller. Uh, because, yeah, yeah uh, you really need to sell yourself, your skills and uh, to sell your potential in uh, in projects that how you can help uh, the client. Yeah, you know, Balash, thank you so much for sharing your challenges and for having such an open conversation. Sure, thank you. And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button on five stars and share it with your friends. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.